Welcome to the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. It's Indiana. Watford for the win! Yes! Yes! Unbelievable! Your daily home for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. Welcome to Indiana basketball. Smart takes the shot! And the Hoosiers with three seconds. Go ahead. Indiana wins the championship. Keith Smart is the hero. When my time on earth is gone and my activities here are past, I want they bury me upside down and my critics can kiss my Now here's your host, Matt Dennison. It's Indiana, what I feel is the pinnacle, the absolute pinnacle of all of college basketball. Hello and welcome in. Friday edition of the program. We are headed into a big, big weekend, and it all gets started tonight with a great slate of high school basketball here across southern Indiana. New Albany, Floyd Central, the headline game, our first big rivalry game of the season. I'll be on the air tonight about 7.15 from the doghouse in New Albany. And, of course, Saturday night out in Las Vegas, it's Indiana and Arizona, a big non-conference game for the Hoosiers. There is absolutely no question about that. Busy, busy show today. Let's take a look at the show lineup, a service of Honey Baked Tam in New Albany. Uh, segment one, Jim Shannon, the New Albany coach, will join us here in just a couple moments. Also, later in the hour, Greg Walters, the coach of Floyd Central, will, will be with us as well as we'll get you all set and prepared for this big rivalry game tonight. Segment two, Dylan Wallace, the sports editor of the Seymour Tribune, will be with us as we uh, preview that IU-Arizona game. And then later in the hour... We'll close out with Kyle Neddenrip of the Indianapolis Star to get uh, caught up on high school basketball and recruiting and so much more. That's the lineup, a service of Honey Baked Ham in New Albany. Don't forget to check out their dinner package deals, which are being offered. You can dine in, take them to go, and curbside service is still available as well at Honey Baked Ham in New Albany. Also, uh, I want to remind you about the Thornton's text line. That number is 502 502- 414-1450. Again, 502-414-1450. Right now, you can get a free sausage, egg, and cheese biscuit, a bacon, egg, and cheese croissant, or a steak and egg burrito, and any fountain drink, tea, or fizz freeze, or 20-ounce bottled soda. When you become a new Refreshing Rewards member, simply download the app and register today for Refreshing Rewards to earn your free breakfast on Thornton's. And if you've got a thought on IU Hoops, a question for one of the great guests on our show today, maybe a prediction on the new Albany Floyd Central game, you can send it in to me at 502-414-1450. That is the Thornton's text line. All right, busy show, so we've got to get right to it today. Jim Shannon, he announced before the year, this is going to be it for him at New Albany, 25 years as the boss of the Bulldogs program. And Coach Shannon, I know these rivalry games like the Floyd Central game, it's a lot of fun. It's also a lot of pressure, and you spent the great part of the week preparing your team for a big challenge here early in this season tonight. Yeah, thanks for having me on, Matt. Uh, we're really looking forward to the game, as I'm sure they are too. Our fans are, as well as theirs. It's such a rivalry, and uh, the kids get all hyped up for it. And You know, they get hyped up for the sectional, too, but this is the only time you 100% know for sure 
for certain that you're going to play Floyd Central. And the sectional, you don't know if that opportunity is going to present itself or not. So this is the, the one shot that you have at each other uh, that you know for sure that you're going to get. And so it's been a great rivalry over the years. Certainly been a great rivalry since I've been here. And like I said, it, these kind of games are really a lot of fun. No question about it. Coach, you've got to be very pleased with this Bulldog club so far this season. 3-0, and an undefeated start. You guys have had success without Justin Carter, who will also miss tonight's game for a violation of team rules. Chase Lush has been out with an injury. So i tell you what, uh, some success here early without a couple key guys. Yeah, and you know, Ryland Shrink was starting for us, and uh, he's been out. You know, he played in the Clarksville game, but he has not played since. So, you know, we've, we've got at least three kids there that are arguably in our top five and certainly in our top six or seven. So uh, when they get back, it's just going to make us deeper. Uh, we're playing about seven kids right now, and those three will give us ten that we really are looking hard at. So I think that uh, here in about, you know, four to six weeks, we're going to be, be playing our best basketball and, and certainly be a little bit more, uh, you know, we're going to be good getting kids in from the bench and uh, be a little longer than we are right now. We're a little short, uh, but we, we've been getting by with those seven, and we'll continue to have to do that tonight. But next week we'll, we'll have uh, Shrink back and Chase back and Justin back. So we'll have all three of them this time next week. Jim Shannon, the coach of New Albany, joining us here to start the Friday program coming up here in just a few moments. First-year coach Greg Walters of Floyd Central will join us as well. Coach, this Floyd Central team, we talked about this earlier in the week off-air, a little different because they lost so much from last season. They've obviously got a new coach in Greg Walters. And this year, the way the schedule worked out, the Highlanders have only played one game there at the very end of November, a 64-21 victory over Meade County. So you haven't had two or three games like in other recent seasons to scout and prepare for your rival. Yeah, there's no question about it. It makes it a little difficult in terms of, you know, really seeing what they might be bringing to the table in terms of maybe some of the set plays they're going to run. Uh, you know, they had their way with uh, Meade County, and I think at the end of the first quarter it was fairly close. But after that, they took off on them, and I think Meade mostly played zone just about the entire game. So, yeah, we, we're a little bit of a disadvantage in that we have not seen what they'll be doing from a man-to-man perspective uh, offensively, and that's about what we play on defense. However, uh, you know, we go through a lot of situations and a lot of things not only in our preseason practices, but in our regular season practices. So we try to touch on just about anything and everything somebody might throw at us. And so we're hoping that uh, we covered all of that as best we could and that our kids will you know, rise to the occasion uh, as to what we may see tonight. Jim Shannon of New Albany joining us. You mentioned some of your players, specifically some guys that have been out but in this undefeated start, who has played well? Who has keyed you? Well, they've all played well. Uh, I really don't have anything negative to say. I, they, uh, you know, All the kids are contributing. We had five kids in double figures in the last game. Uh, you know, it's just it's just a really cool thing to, to be able to have that many offensive weapons where we feel like the kids that we're playing can all score. Um, obviously, they all have strengths and weaknesses like all teams. 
uh, but certainly they're all capable of, of putting it in the basket. And so uh, we're really looking forward to to this year to having a more balanced scoring attack. When you add the other three in, you know, you're looking at Tommy Devine, who's leading us, but uh, we've been getting a lot of point production out of Jordan Treat and Jeremy Rose as well. And Chris Lampkin's got 14 points in the last game, and Kenny Watkins, uh, Watson got 12. And so, and the, the neatest thing about these kids is they're young. Uh, Tommy's the only senior we have. And, you know, Jeremy's obviously a junior, but uh, Treat and uh, Lampkins and Watson, these are sophomores, and they're, they're playing a vital role in our success thus far. And then you throw in another junior, Ben Siegel. You know, he scored here and there for us and is an integral part of our team and gets a lot of rebounds and plays great defense. And just one of those kids that doesn't show up in the box score as much as he should with all the little things that he does. And so getting some uh, production out of Trayvon Red off the bench, and he's played well. So I'd say by and large, everybody that's been playing has been playing really well. Jim Shannon, New Albany coach with us. Coach, as we get ready to let you go and flip over to Coach Walters here in just a moment, a 3-0 and start, wins over Bloomington South, a road win, an overtime win at Evansville-Harrison. Some good things here early. Yeah, these kids have figured it out a way to win, you know, and that's a, that's a testament to their hard work and, and uh, playing together. Not really, uh, there's no individual stuff going on out there. It's just, it's just really, really pleasant to watch them compete and you know they make make mistakes and we got a lot of things to clean up we're, we're far from being where we want to be but we're so young that you know come january i think we're going to be a really dangerous team when you mix in uh, all the talent that we have sophomore through you know juniors and seniors so uh, i'm anxious to get everybody back uh, anxious to see how we play one more time without everybody and see that these kids arise to the occasion one more time Absolutely. Jim Shannon, thanks for the game day chat, Coach, and best of luck tonight. Hey, appreciate it, Matt. Take care of yourself. We'll see you tonight. Absolutely. Jim Shannon with us to start the program. Floyd Central Coach Greg Walters coming up here in just a moment. You may have heard or you will hear some ads today for Classic Furniture, one of our great advertisers, some new things from uh, great friends Todd and Butch Coleman, who not only own Classic Furniture but do a lot of great things in the community. But one of the things they wanted me to remind you about is not only is it a big game tonight with New Albany and Floyd, also a big reward for the Blessings in a Backpack uh, organization. Todd Coleman's Classic Furniture will be donating over $200 to Blessings in a Backpack in tonight's game. Plus, he will give an additional $10 for every three-point basket made by both teams. Todd Coleman's Classic Furniture is very proud to partner with Blessings in a Backpack this year. So stay with us for that. We'll have a, an update as uh, we hope a lot of threes go through for both teams tonight. And Blessings in a Backpack can be a big winner thanks to Todd Coleman's Classic Furniture. Let's flip now to Greg Walters in his first year as Floyd Central coach. Coach, a big game tonight. We appreciate the chance to catch up with you here today. Yeah, Matt. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Coach, your team, just one game so far this season, and you guys absolutely cruised to a victory 64-21 over Meade County. You've obviously spent lots of time in the gym with this team, but so far only one game. What What's your thought on how this team is responding early in advance of a big rivalry game? 
Well, we would have liked to have played another game um, leading up to this one. Um, you know, so we can only work on what, what we can work on in the gym, and, and we've been preparing for the New Albany game and preparing for Castle this weekend. And, um, you know, we're just sitting here. I, you know, the boys have been kind of just waiting to play. So, you know, that's just how the schedule played out this season. Um, and as far as that, we've been trying to control what we can control and, and preparing ourselves. You know, as a coach, we would have, you know, like I said, in, liked to have played another game. I'm sure there's some uh, mistakes and errors that we need to work on that, that would come out, you know, through playing another game that we'd be able to see ourselves on film. Absolutely. Coach, right after you got the job, you were kind enough to join us here on this program back in the off season. And once we talked about you taking the position, one of the very first players we spoke about was Caleb Washington, who's going to be a key senior, not only for Floyd Central this year, but I really think one of the better players in Southern Indiana high school basketball. How is he looking here early in the season? And is he ready to carry the load maybe and be not just a key production uh, in stats and other things, but also a leader for this team? Yeah, you know, Caleb has been our leader here early in the season. Um, you know, he works hard every day in practice. Um, he's a very unselfish player. He shares the ball. Um, you know, his game has, you know, has developed. He's able to play in the post. He's able to play on the perimeter. Um, he's, you know, been shooting the ball really well in practice. So we expect a lot of great things from Caleb. All right, uh, Greg Walters of Floyd Central, my guest. Really, you've got Caleb Washington back, also Tevi Ali from last season. And, of course, this is your first year taking over the Floyd Central program. Uh, maybe some inexperience at the varsity level, but I know you've got some additional guys to fill those spot, starting spots and some of the other key roles that I think you really believe in and what they can bring to the team. Can you tell us a little bit beyond Caleb and Tevi, some of the names that we might hear tonight in the ball game? Yeah, for sure. Um, well, um, Brock Conrad is a sophomore for us. He had a big game, you know, in, in the first game, you know, rebounding the ball, um, was a presence inside. Um, Caden Stewart, um, very athletic. You know, he's going to Purdue, Division One um, track athlete. Um, you know, he's able to get up and down the floor and, you know, and, and get out and run, and we were expecting big things from him also. Um Nathan Rushing is a, a junior guard, and Austin Cardwell, um, Bryce Schmidt's a senior. Um, Sam Higgins is another sophomore that we expect a lot from, and and then um, Trey Walters is another guard that we have out there playing for us. Coach, uh, you saved your son for last, and I understand, but he's quite a nice player. Uh, he obviously comes with you to Floyd Central and is somebody that I think will be a key for you as the season goes on. How's Trey adapting to the new team, and what could uh, his role be here this season with the Highlanders? Um, you know, he's adapted well. Um, me having coached here and, you know, taught here, he's, you know, familiar with several of the players and, and has been friends with them for a while. But, you know, um, his role, he – he likes to defend, and, you know, in the first game he did a very good job as well as our team did, you know, holding our opponent to 21 points. I don't expect that to happen this evening, but, you know, it's always good having someone else that, you know, it's on the team that's playing. He's pretty in tune with kind of the things that, you know, I've been talking about and doing, you know, since he was a child and playing on some of the teams that I coached. You know, growing up, a lot of the concepts and things are similar. So, you know, 
know, it's always nice to have a player out there that's, you know, been in your system for a while. Absolutely. Coach Walters of Floyd Central joining us. Coach, I know you've been around basketball here in the area for years and involved with Floyd Central in the past also. What's this rivalry game mean to you, and how exciting is it for you and your team to be preparing for this game where you know the crowd's going to be good and there's so many early season bragging rights on the line? Yeah, you know, um, as a coach, you want to win every game, and every game is important. You know, to the community, you recognize that, you know, a game like this is, is a big deal, and the kids at school are excited. You know, the players are excited to be a part of it. Um, I, I could just think back, you know, to the, the days being there in, in the Seymour gym for the sectional, you know, Floyd Central versus New Albany with uh, Romeo playing and how crowded that was. And, you know, that was just a moment of high school basketball in southern Indiana that was pretty legendary and was great to be a part of it. Um, you know, Coach Shannon, you know, maybe being one of his last matchups with Floyd Central, he's a, a legend in the area of coaching, a for sure Hall of Famer, and you know, just being able to be a part of the game is, you know, appreciative and it's going to be – it's going to be a good time. Hopefully, you know, we'll be able to play well. Great stuff. Greg Walters, kind enough to join us for a game day conversation. Coach, best of luck tonight. We'll see you at the doghouse a little bit later. I appreciate it. Thanks for having us on, Matt. Absolutely. Greg Walters in his first year and uh, a big deal tonight for him. First matchup uh, with rival New Albany. And as we mentioned with Coach Shannon a little bit earlier in the segment today, you know, this could be his last matchup with Floyd Central, depending on how sectional pairings and results work out in early March up in Seymour. So uh, a great series always. And I said this earlier in the week. My hope is that we continue to hear some of the things that Coach Walter said, that the students are excited, the rivalry still exists, and hoping for a good crowd tonight. I know our world has changed so much in recent years, and sports are so available. There are so many opportunities for kids and adults on Friday evenings and the weekend, really anytime. You just hope that crowds continue even when there isn't a magical situation like a number one ranked team or a Romeo Langford in some of those unbelievable years. If you think back to Romeo and Sean East for New Albany and Kobe Barnes and so many great players as well, Luke Goman comes to mind uh, right away at Floyd Central. But that was just a star-studded year of not only really good coaches and really good players, but great people as far as the young men that those guys were as well. I hope we get back to that, but in the meantime, I just hope that the communities, and I'm not just talking about New Albany and Floyd, but New Albany and Jeff and Providence and Silver Creek and all of our local programs continue to support these big games especially. They deserve a special place in our communities and a special crowd for those games. And from our side, the media side, hopefully a special build-up to those games. And so very much looking forward to tonight. We'll be at the doghouse and come on the air about 7.15 with our pregame coverage. Jeff Crawford's going to join me for play-by-play tonight, so if you can't make it to the game, you're out and about, maybe you got a holiday party or whatever it may be, tune us in, get the score. We'll keep you posted with everything you need to know. And uh, just look forward to being there tonight. Should be a competitive game. I've said earlier, I've had some questions on the Thornton's text line this week. Uh, who do you think the favorite is? I would give the nod to Floyd Central based on Caleb and Tevi and some of the other players that Coach Walters mentioned. But I do think it'll be a very close and competitive game tonight. And honestly, no result would surprise me. Uh, but let's hope that we see this one 
tonight uh, be a good one. And then let's hope that maybe these teams match up again a little bit later in the season as well. And don't forget, I know I mentioned this about Todd Coleman's Classic Furniture. They're doing something special tonight. They'll be donating over $200 to Blessings in a Backpack, which is a great organization that serves our local communities. Plus, he's going to add to that 200 for every three-pointer made an additional $10. That's by both teams as well. So let's hope that both the Highlanders and the Bulldogs have a great three-point shooting percentage tonight. But Todd Coleman's Classic Furniture, very proud to partner with Blessings in a Backpack this year. And, of course, tonight for this big rivalry game, Floyd Central at New Albany. We'll head to a commercial break. When we come back, Dylan Wallace, the sports editor of the Seymour Tribune, will be with me. Indiana and Arizona out in Las Vegas on Saturday night, a primetime game and a big non-conference opportunity for the Hoosiers. We'll preview it next here on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. We're back on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. Join Matt Daly at 11 a.m. for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. I'll handle this the way I want to handle it now that I'm here. You f***ed it up to begin with. Now just sit there or leave. I don't give a what you do. Now, back to the game. Here's Matt Dennison. And we're back on this Friday program. Don't forget the Thornton's text line is open. That number, 502-414-1450. Again, 502-414-1450. Dylan Wallace, sports editor of the Seymour Tribune, is my guest. And I know everybody wants to hear about IU in Arizona. It's a big deal coming up on Saturday night from Vegas. But I did want to give a shout-out to Romeo Langford. He got the start last night for the San Antonio Spurs. He finished with 11 points, 4 rebounds, 5 assists, and 2 steals as the Spurs got a win over the Houston Rockets last night. Uh, Dylan, Romeo taking advantage of some opportunities to get more playing time and then last night to get a starting assignment. Yeah, it's really nice to see. Um, you know, I think when he first got to San Antonio, we are all a little bit more excited to see what he could do, you know, with, with Greg Popovich there and maybe the development the Spurs have a track record of showing. Um, and, then, you know, early on this season, you know, he didn't play a whole lot, but, but now you're starting to see his minutes start to grow, and, you know, I think part of it is, you know, kind of the direction San Antonio is trying to head as a, as a franchise right now. Um, they're clearly, you know, want to get a good pick in this year's draft uh, with, with the likes of, you know, Victor Webinyama and Scoot Henderson that are coming up available. But um, it, it's been really nice to see. You know, they have a lot of nice young players. You know, Keldon Johnson's one of them. And, again, you know, Romeo's another one. It was really cool to see him get the start and uh, produce as well. You know, sometimes if you, you, if you play, you know, only limited minutes here or there, you know, you might not be as game ready. But I, I like how Romeo came out and, and really kind of showed what we could do. And, um, you know, I, I, I like that he's in that kind of um, de- uh, organization right now just because, like I said, they have a good track record of developing guys. Um, and, and I think it should be, I think it could be good for him as long as he just keeps getting opportunities. You know, that's all you can ask for is, is get an opportunity to get on the court and play. Um, you know, we all know how talented Romeo is, and, and hopefully the NBA starts seeing a little bit more because I do think, you know, just the kind of player he is, um, kind of be a versatile defender, to be someone that can kind of flash the basket and, and you know, finish at the rim. Um, you know, I, I don't know how much his shot has come along. I mean, it seems like he's, he's been doing okay in that regard too, but just seems like a pretty good player that could, that could help an NBA team out. So really cool to see him get the opportunity to start uh, over there in San Antonio and, 
Um, I'm glad they got the win for him as well. And to put up, you know, double-digit points is, is always a plus sign. So, you know, we'll see how, how his season continues to go and hopefully, um, you know, the opportunities just keep coming for him because that's, really, that's all you really need is just try to make the most of them. And um, he's had a kind of a weird go of it so far in the NBA, but hopefully he's in a, in a good spot for himself. And, you know, if, if San Antonio wants to keep him along as they try to um, kind of rebuild for the future, I think Romeo is a nice piece to have. And, and you know, hopefully – you know, they, they, they see that as well, and they want them to keep him around because I think it would be a cool, cool spot for him. Yeah, for sure. Dylan Wallace, sports editor of the Seymour Tribune. Let's dive into IU Arizona. We saw the Hoosiers bounce back in a nice way uh, with a good win at home over Nebraska. They are 1-1 one and one in Big Ten Conference play here early in the season. Now it's back to non-conference games, including some tough ones coming up. We know Arizona Saturday, Kansas to follow uh, your thoughts on the rebounding performance that Indiana, uh, I thought, looked like another team, a different team than what we saw at Rutgers a week ago Saturday. Yeah, that was clearly a big point of emphasis um, just because of how glaring it was in the Rutgers game. Um, I mean, you, you could tell it right from the start. I mean, the first four minutes, Rutgers is flying around. Their guards are crashing the boards. They're, they're ripping balls out of Indiana's players' hands. They're, they're getting to the, the floor first. Um, they were just getting a bunch of offensive rebounds, second chance shots. Uh, you know that, that that really kills you, and you know gets the crowd energized, gets the team energized, and you know it, it was just it, it was it was unfortunate to to see it happen because Indiana, I, I would I, up to that point, you know they weren't they didn't necessarily struggle rebounding the ball all that much, so you know that was a, a big glaring issue, and um, clearly it was one that Woodson talked about, that the players talked about, and and it's one that they obviously addressed and made it a point of emphasis in that Nebraska game to clear up the glass. Um, even some offensive rebounds as well that they were able to get against Nebraska, and I just like how they just came out in general, um, jumped out to what like a twenty to five start, um, and it was just really nice to see. You know, they they knew they needed to get get that game, and you know, it was a Nebraska team that you know you kind of thought was was probably down in the dumps, but you know they had that nice win over Creighton, so then you're kind of thinking, okay, is this going to be a little bit tougher? But um, you know, I think Indiana did a really nice job cleaning up the glass, um, you know, being physical and just kind of taking it to them and handling business at home. So that, that was the most important thing is just kind of getting it right and feeling good about yourself. And I, I think just the way it happened as well with other guys getting involved um, is, only, is, is only, it's only a positive for this team. You know, we know Trey Jackson Davis is going to be there no matter what. You know, the, the thing is, especially when you go on the road, maybe some of these neutral, neutral site games is having the other guys being able to carry their performances that they've had at home so far on the road with them, you know, like a Tamar Bates knocking in threes. If you can bring that on the road with you and Trey Galloway hitting a couple here and there, um, that, that's a big thing because, you know, at Rutgers, and they had open shots. Uh, their, their guys had open looks and just didn't knock them down. So um, that's, that's going to be the big thing here is, is can, you know, the momentum that you can gain in a home game like you just had against Nebraska with, with other guys stepping up and, and having good games, can that carry with them into these bigger games, into some road environments, stuff like that. So, that's kind of the big thing, but yeah, I mean, you're right. The the rebounding was obviously a clear thing that they wanted to get fixed, and you know, against a team like Arizona, where the pace is going to be fast, um, you could be getting tired a little bit easier. You, know, you might not want to go hit somebody and box out for a rebound as much, but uh, it's going to be something you want to do. You don't want to give them, you know, second chance points uh, just because of how much their offense can fly around. So uh, that's going to be another big thing on Saturday, and I think this team realizes after what happened at Rutgers. Uh, they don't want that to happen again to them. So uh, it's a good fix, and hopefully we, we see it continue as the season goes on. I think Indiana has an opportunity, win or lose in these next couple games, to show the Rutgers game was an outlier and really an opportunity to 
get prepared for more Big Ten level competition. I know Arizona had the slip up against Utah where they didn't look great, but otherwise they seem like a very competitive team that should match up well with Indiana and really challenge the Hoosiers at some of these positions. Yeah, it should be a really a really fun game. Um, and you know, I think this could potentially be the the most talented front court Indiana seen up to this point. I know that I know the two Xavier guys are pretty good. But these guys at Arizona with, with Ballo and, and Tubelis, um, I, I, you know, I think Ballo is just kind of a big body that, that can make things difficult. Tubelis has been really skilled. He's been, he's been kind of one of the, the bright spots for that team this year. And I think those kind of front court matchups will be kind of fun to see. Um, and, then, you know, the perimeter is also interesting. You've got a guy like Courtney Ramey, who I remember watching last year on Texas. Um, you know, he's kind of a heat check kind of guy. He can get it going. So, you know, you have to be aware of him. And then, Kirk Reese is one guy that can just really light it up from the outside, um, and he really pushes the ball, and he can re- he's got a lot of range, and, and you know, so they got two guards that can really shoot it. Um, so that's going to be another big key is, is like I said, can Indiana's guards that you know played well against um, you know Nebraska can they carry it into this game because you're going to need some shooting uh, to, to kind of you know keep pace with Arizona. You're going to need some guys to knock down some outside shots, and this is a game where you know we really it would be really nice to have uh, Jalen Hochefino just because of of just how, how good he is in transition and, and getting the ball out and, and making plays. Um, not really sure what his status is. I haven't really seen if they expect him to play or not. Um, but, you know, obviously with a back, you never know. But it'd be really nice if they could have him. But even if not, um, you know, you, you ho- you're hoping you have a good Xavier Johnson game. He's kind of been in a funk the last two games against Rutgers and Nebraska. But uh, I think, that, you know, with the way he performed against Xavier, with the way we see him show up in some of these bigger games, um, hopefully he's ready for the task at hand. So, yeah, I mean, it, it, there's a lot of interesting matchups um, with, with these players, and um, Arizona's a they're, – they're a fun watch. And, yeah, they had a slip-up, and it seems like every team's at least had one kind of weird slip-up so far. So, uh, but, but they're a really good team, and, you know, they obviously had a really good season last year, and, and they had some really talented guards who are in the NBA now with Matherin on the Pacers and uh, Dallin Terry, I think, is on the Bulls. So, you know, they don't have as maybe as athletic guards that they had last year, but these two guards they have are – are really good shot makers, and, and the front court guys are really skilled as well. And, and I think, you know, all around this could be a really fun game. Everyone's kind of expected to be fast-paced. Um, I think Ken Baum actually has Indiana, like, projected like an 80-79 win right now. So, um, yeah, but I, I agree with you. You know, I think it is a chance to show, you know, hey, Rutgers was an aberration. This is a team that can put up 80 points a game. It's not a team that can only score 48. You know, that, 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 that was a – I think it, it kind of gave everybody a little bit of scare and hesitancy because it just reminds you of the last couple of years and when the, when the when the score looked like that. But I think you know, hopefully, it's an aberration and it can kind of get get back going. The offense will be good and, and hopefully the defense is is on point because you know you got you got got to follow these shooters around and, and not let like Arizona get going. So it should be a fun game, uh, like I said. And you know, I think I've seen a lot of Indiana fans have made the trip up there. So hopefully, in the environment's fun. Um, but yeah, I'm excited to see it go and the matchup. I think the two teams match up. Pretty well against each other, and, and I think you know, like you said, win or lose. If, if you just if you just go out and be competitive, um, to be, compete with a team like Arizona, to compete with a team like Kansas next week. If you're just competing and you're in these games and you don't have a Rutgers type performance where it just looks bad and you're out of it and all that kind of stuff, um, you, then you're going to have a lot of positive to take away from these games. Obviously, wins would be great, but hopefully, this team kind of shows that hey, we're on the level of these teams um, because right now, you know, North Carolina maybe wasn't as as good as everyone thought they would be. I think Xavier's pretty solid, so that win looks really good. But, yeah, these two games are, are just more kind of measuring sticks to see, hey, where is Indiana right now in the landscape of, of being able to kind of be at this level? Dylan Wallace, sports editor of the Seymour Tribune, with me talking IU Arizona. You know, Trace Jackson Davis, we know each and every game 
especially in the Big Ten and these big non-conference games, these teams are going to throw some real challenges his way, and they often have the horses to do so. And reading more about Arizona in preparation for this game, they've got a great one-two inside punch to Bellis and Balo. Not sure if mm-hmm. I can pronounce either of those guys' guys' first names. Tabellus averages 20 points a game, just over 20. Balo averages 19, just over that a game. But he, he should really be challenged defensively by Arizona, as you would expect a high major program at the level they are to do so. Uh, so I think, Trace, Indiana's going to need him right out of the gate Saturday. I think so. And, and you know, I, I think what's curious about Arizona is um, was how just kind of big Balo is I wonder if they're just going to try to play Trace straight up. Um, you know, we've seen, obviously, in the Big Ten, the last two games, you know, they, they bring hard doubles toward Trace. And, you know, they, 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 make, they want the ball out of his hands. And, you know, against Nebraska, he was really good um, finding the open shooter. Indiana was cutting in the right spots. And they, they did a really nice job playing off those double teams. So um, I'm curious if Arizona just tries to play him straight up. And if they do, you know, we'll see what Trace can do. I, I think it could be a lot like the Xavier game. Where he thinks, where you know, he he's quicker than these guys, and then he might be able to to use his athleticism and quickness to kind of face up, get around them, get up to the basket, maybe get to the free throw line, finish at the rim, stuff like that. Um, and if they do decide to double, if Trey starts getting going, then uh, you know, I think that's one of the best parts of his game right now is, you know, maybe in his first couple seasons, you know, he kind of panicked a little bit, he would hold on to the ball too much, but he's just been a really good passer, um, facing coming out of double teams this season, so. Um, and then, then, then that, then that just kind of comes down to guys knocking down shots. You know, can can these guys find ways to knock down shots in bigger games, in games that aren't inside Assembly Hall? Um, that, and that's going to be the big thing here. But yeah, I'm excited to kind of see how he matches up against th- these guys, and you know, especially defensively. You know, Tubelas, like I said, I mean, he, I watched them play in Maui uh, a couple times, and he was the one that just really stood out. He's a really kind of polished player. He can really score in, in a lot of ways, and. Uh, I think, you know, we'll see how Indiana's front court guys can defend them. You know, we, I think, you know, Indiana fans know that Race and Trace are, are pretty good at protecting the rim, pretty good at handling their own down there. So um, that's going to be a really, really, really fun matchup, I think, between these guys. And, you know, they, they, as big as they are, they also like to just get out and run in transition. They, they're the team that, you know, when, when they get a rebound, those guys sprint down to the block, they seal, they get it to them quick, they turn, and they score. Like, that's some of the ways. You know, it's not these like high flying dunks and all use that they do in transition. You know, they these big guys go down there with a purpose. They try to seal you off. They try to get it to them. And they try to score quick. So Indiana's guys are going to have to be ready for that. They're going to have to run back on defense, get back in transition, and um, you know, just kind of maybe front them or just kind of get in the way. You know, muck things up a little bit with those guys because that's what they're going to try to do to Indiana. So um, that's going to be a really key matchup is kind of seeing how those guys play and. You know, I'm also excited, you know, can Malik Renew kind of get get a little bit himself going a little bit more. I think he's had a, a couple of weird games lately. He hasn't he's gotten in foul trouble. Um he maybe hasn't has been kind of a productive on offense as as we're used to seeing from him when he when he started, first started the season. So, you know, can he kind of get back into it? And, and I think this could be a good game for Jordan Geronimo. Uh, I I don't think we saw him very much in the second half of the Nebraska game, but you know, a game where you're, you know, running up and down the floor, I think his athleticism um and his ability to kind of you know, block shots and, and protect the rim um, could could be useful here. So I think you know those two guys off the bench could be could be a nice addition in this game for Indiana. So I'm just excited to see how they they play. Uh, like I said, I, mean, I, I think we saw a video of Woodson singing "Don't Stop Believing" out in Vegas last night. So uh, you know, it seems like they're <laughs> seems like they're having a good time right now. And um, you know, ho- I'm hoping that, and I'm sure they're going to be ready to go. And I, I, I think it's just a cool experience for this team. And um, it, like I said, it, it, on a national stage, it's a chance to show, like, hey, you know, we belong with these kind of teams. So I'm super excited, and it's going to come down to that front court battle. And 
and hopefully Indiana's guards can, can make some shots as well along the way. It's funny you bring up Coach Woodson in Vegas last night. Somebody just sent me a video. It looks like, and I'm playing it right now, but I can't listen to the audio, obviously. It looks like it's from Trace Jackson Davis's Snapchat or Instagram yeah. or something. And it's uh, it's uh, Coach Woodson with some IU fans in a club or maybe at the hotel. Yeah. I can't tell, but he's singing on the mic, and there's a couple guys dancing with him. Can you tell me more about this video, Dylan, please? Yeah, he's, he's, he's singing Don't Stop Believing. Um so, yeah, it's kind of like the chorus part, and, and you hear Trace in the background kind of saying, like, he's kind of, like, screaming and hyping up Woodson. So it seems like they're having a really, really good time. Yeah, but, yeah, Woodson's like, just the city, boy. Yeah, he's singing, like, all that part about it. So it's a, it's a really fun video, you know, when you're able to listen to it with sound. And uh, I think it's just, you know, I think it's awesome that, you know, Woodson is, is kind of just so – it just seems like they have a really nice connection with all these players, and, and I think he's a, he's a fun guy to be, be around, and he obviously can be hard on these guys as well. But I'm glad they're, they're having a, a fun time right now, and I'm sure today is going to be all business to get ready for tomorrow. But, yeah, really cool, really cool, really cool and fun video. And um, I, I just like those kind of things. You know, we see videos of him, of, of him kind of in practice, knocking down jump shots, talking trash with the guys. So I think all that kind of relationship stuff that they've built right now is, is really fun to see. And, uh, yeah, that, that was a really cool video, and um, you know, I'm, I'm glad they're having fun. They're in Vegas. They should have some fun uh, while they have the time, but also uh, hopefully they, they walk out of there with the win on Saturday as well. Yeah, for sure. All right, real quick before we go here, uh, Trace Jackson Davis, a triple-double, only the third in men's basketball history, which to me is surprising. I know triple-doubles are difficult and rare, but that said, somebody else sent this to me, and I do want to make sure I mention this. Grace Berger, who's got a local connection here, played high school basketball in Louisville on the women's team, currently injured, uh, injured right now for the, for the lady version of the Hoosiers. But she's already got three triple-doubles herself in her career. I know that things, uh, you know, you could argue, debate men's and women's basketball. That's not what this show is for. But regardless, that is quite an accomplishment for a singular player to have three triple-doubles uh, already in her career. Grace Berger is just one of a kind. She's awesome. I, I was there, I think I was covering the team when she did her first one, and if I'm not mistaken, I think when she did it, it was the first one for the women's program in history. So I could be wrong, but I, I, I'm trying to think. I think it was something like it was one of the first ones that the women's IU women's program has ever had, and you know she, she was able to just have a, a couple more after that one. So, yeah, she's a do-it-all player for them, um, and it, it's been, it was really cool to see her get a couple triple-doubles. Um, and, you know, when you watch the game, when you watch her play, you, you can just tell why because she just does so many different things uh, for Indiana. And, you know, it, it does seem like it's, this is not a seizing any energy that she has right now. So um, you're hoping she can get back on the floor at some point this season. Um, but, man, I mean, even without her, this team is up to three in the country. They, they just won um, their, their first two Big Ten games. They, they beat Illinois at home and kind of a nail-biter. And then they went on the road last night and beat Penn State. So uh, they haven't lost yet. They've had a really good start to the season. And, uh, you know, if they get back, you know, a player who's capable of putting up a triple-double, that'll only kind of raise their ceiling. So that was a lot of fun. And, yeah, I was actually in the building on Wednesday to see Trace get it. Um, it kind of snuck up on everybody, um, or at least on me. I, I didn't really realize it. And then kind of you realize, oh, wait, he had like he was like two assists away. And when he got the ninth one, the crowd kind of got pretty excited into it. So then everybody's kind of waiting for the tenth one. And, you know, like Trey misses like a reverse layup off the pass. And we're all like, no. And then Race gets the rebound, passes it back out to him. He throws it back in. And, then he gets it. It was a really cool moment uh, to see that happen. And I remember when Jawan Morgan did it, um, watching that one on TV, and the crowd went nuts when he got it as well. So 
it was a really cool moment. Um, and, and like you said, you know, you don't see that a whole lot in college basketball. You see it a lot in the NBA, and it's kind of become like a weird empty stats kind of thing, just with how kind of some of those guys play. But, you know, in college, um, if you do that, it means you're really impacting the game in different ways because you just don't see it a whole lot. Um, so, yeah, for us to have two people at IU who've had triple-doubles the last couple of years, uh, it's pretty fun. It's a pretty fun time to be an IU basketball fan, I would say, right now. So um, hopefully they continue to do it. And, and one of the favorite things about Trace's game is, he only took six, six shots, but, you know, he just impacts the game in so many different ways. And I think he also had three blocks and three steals as well. So he, he's really been an awesome player so far this year. And, um, you know, it, it's been fun to watch him kind of continue to grow as a player here at IU. Yeah, definitely. All right, Dylan Wallace, sports editor of the Seymour Tribune. Dylan, thanks for the chat. Have a great weekend. Yep, thanks. You guys too. All right, uh, we'll head to a commercial break as we do so. I also want to mention IU men's soccer. They will play in the College Cup semifinal tonight against Pittsburgh. That's over in Cary, North Carolina at 8.30 p.m. We all know how good the men's soccer program has been for years and years at IU. So good luck to them in the College Cup semifinal round tonight. We'll uh, take a quick break. We're back to wrap up the week and chat with Kyle Nedenrip of the Indianapolis Star. It's a big weekend of high school basketball coming up. That and more next here on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. We're back on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. Let's win this and for all the small schools who never had a chance to get here. Join Matt Daly at 11 a.m. for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. Let's win for Coach. You got us here. Here's Matt Dennison. And back with you here on this Friday program, Kyle Neddenrip of the Indianapolis Star. My guest, Kyle, we spent the first segment of our program today talking with Jim Shannon and Greg Walters previewing the big new Albany-Floyd Central rivalry tonight. But that's not the only big game in town this weekend. The event at Southport, the Forum Tip-Off Classic, is back. And it's just another outstanding lineup of high school basketball talent from our state. Yeah, it's one of the better ones they've probably had. they got six games, and it all kind of concludes with the uh, one-versus-two matchup with Cathedral and Ben Davis uh, tomorrow night at 8.30. But... You know, and that'll be a, a really fun one, you know, statewide, really, to see what happens in that game. You know, potential uh, regional uh, preview and a, and a rematch of last year's regional championship. And, of course, Cathedral won that game and then went on to win state. But, uh, you know, so that'll be, a, obviously, prospects on both sides of that one with, you know, Xavier Booker and John Tibbs and Jake Davis, all D1 guys, and, and then on Cathedral side. And then, of course, uh, Zane Dowdy and Sheridan Sharp and KJ Windham, all you know, D one guys on the other side for Ben Davis. But you know, you have other games too. Like we get a chance to see Penn come down and play uh, for the first time this season down this direction. And you know, of course, they have a Mr. Basketball candidate themselves and Marcus Burton, who's going to Purdue, or I'm sorry, a Notre Dame. And then uh, you know, they're playing Zionsville, which has uh, Logan Imes, who's going to Penn State. And you know, you get to see Jalen Harrelson during the day. They're uh, 515 game with Bloomington North and J.Q. Roberts and you know Southport's got a really good team this year and full of seniors and they're in this against Crown Point uh, with A.J. Lux who I think 
you know, could be a potential Indian all-star, a great shooter uh, going to Bellarmine and, you know, and then Norwell Franklin Central and Beach Grove North Davies to start it. So you got a full day of, uh, of really good matchups and good games and, uh, and good teams, you know, teams that I think we could be seeing play pretty deep in the tournament uh, if things go right. Talking with Kyle Nedenrip of the Indianapolis Star. Kyle, uh, you also had a chance to catch up with Trent Sicily of Heritage Hills. You published an update with him, a story earlier today, in fact. And uh, for subscribers of the Star, they can read all the details and the quotes. But did you get any feel for, from him on the recruiting process and on Indiana and Purdue and so many other Big Ten schools that are really after him here very early on? Yeah, I mean, he's he right now he's sort of making his trips. He was there last uh, week, uh, whatever day, Wednesday, I believe it was, for the North, North Carolina game uh, against IU, and you know, just said that was you know getting able a chance to see you know sit behind the bench and and kind of uh, immerse himself in all that, and uh, of course, it was an awesome atmosphere. So obviously, that I think made a good impression on everybody who was there. I know Jalen Harrelson was there too, among others. So. You know, obviously, when if you're IU, you want to get all those guys in for a game like that. And and uh, you know, Trent said that was a, obviously a great experience. And then he went to Purdue actually, and I talked to him the day before he actually went to Purdue for a game. Uh, so didn't uh, you know have any update from that trip necessarily? But he did talk about you know, and it's sort of generic as far as you know, he's got. You know, beyond IU and Purdue, he's got Iowa, Ohio State, and Michigan State have all offered him as well. So it's, you know, as it stands now, sort of a Big Ten, you know, those five teams have all offered. And he's been to all five of them uh, relatively recently. So, you know, not all for games necessarily, but, uh, you know, but he has been there. So he's kind of getting the chance, I think, at this point. And he's not narrowing anything down. He even said, you know, hey, I'm not... I'm not close to deciding. I do know that. So I think it's going to be a, you know, it's not like he's going to jump on something quickly unless something changes with that. And it always could, but I don't get any impression. He's about to, about to jump on anything necessarily, but he is getting a chance to kind of see what the, you know, what the teams look like, what the campuses look like, uh, the, the kind of gained, uh, gain a understanding of the, the rosters and how the coaches use those players and, all that stuff that kind of goes into, you know, what you learn about schools in the process. But, you know, I obviously as an in-state kid, he's he's been to Purdue and IU several times. He knows those programs really well. And I think he's trying to get to know the other three that have offered him so far a little bit better too. But, uh, but at this point, I don't think anything necessarily is imminent as far as the decision goes. All right, uh, Kyle Nedrip, the Indianapolis Star with us. Kyle, I know this is a little off topic for our normal conversations about high school sports and recruiting but somebody did ask me uh, see if Kyle has any insight on names for the Purdue football job to per, to uh, replace Jeff Brom obviously here in our media market out of Louisville that has absolutely dominated the headlines Brom taking over at the University of Louisville it was made official yesterday afternoon in a press conference but any early word have you paid any attention or seen anything in the star or elsewhere you know, I had a chance to talk to a couple of the recruits uh, who, uh, you know, and I, I know there's some, you know, feelings about, uh, you know, George Buren from Mount Vernon, you know, he said, you know, Coach Brom and uh, three of the other assistants were at his house Monday night, or was it whatever day it was, the, the, the day before Brom announced he was leaving. And, uh, you know, he got no indication. You know, they talked about his uh, future there, and, and uh, you know, George was a little... Uh, 
annoyed, he said, you know, by, you know, hey, they laid out the plan for me, and, and then, you know, the next day you find out, well, he's not going to be there anyway, but, uh, you know, so that's, it's sort of, everything's sort of in flux, including, I think, the, the potential candidates, you know, I, I do wonder uh, if, it, you know, I, I um, again, I, this is kind of secondhand, and things you hear that, that potentially they could keep things in house. And I don't think that's a done deal by any means, but, but, uh, you know, you do wonder about a uh, Mark Hagan who's on staff, you know, right now. And, and maybe if that's sort of a, uh, a possibility, you know, that, uh, you know, they try to keep things rolling with, with, with him or someone else on the staff that's there now, you know, I don't know that, you know, who, who that might be necessarily, but you do hear a little bit of that, but then you wonder about, you know, guys like Jim Leonard, who's, who's been at Wisconsin defensive coordinator, who was the interim coach, you know, the remainder of the season. And, you know, I think it's probably a little early to know exactly who, but, you know, I've heard some things about that possibility of maybe keeping it in house and, and uh, Hagen would be one that I think, you know, he knows the area really well. And I think, you know, with all these in-state guys they have, potentially could maybe keep some of these guys on, uh, or most of them on, uh, because he, he's well-connected in the state. Absolutely. Kyle Nedenrip of the Indianapolis Star. Kyle, enjoy some great hoops this weekend, and we'll catch up next Friday. All right. Thanks, Matt. That's going to wrap things up for this Friday program. If you can't make it out to New Albany and Floyd Central tonight, join me at 7.15 for our pregame coverage right here on the Big X. This is the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison.